This is the Only in Miami show, sponsored by Morningside Mortgage Corporation of Bay Harbor Island. Tonight's show is hosted by Grant Stern. Find out more about our sponsor at www.morningsidemortgage.com. That's www.morningsidemortgage.com. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiami.co, iTunes, podcast, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. Check it out at onlyinmiami.co. And we're back live in studio this week, this week and the next week, and then we go on a little hiatus, so get it while you can. Kick those shoes off, relax. If you're stuck in traffic, it's going to be a really fun show. We've got some great studio guests tonight. We've got Locos Por Juana live in studio to talk about their new release and their upcoming gig at the Winwood Yard. They're going to be in with us for the entire hour playing music throughout the show, and they're going to be playing a special performance at the end of the hour. Then at 7.15, we have Pete Gonzalez from Represent.us. They fight for our government rights they fight corruption and at 7:30 p.m. we have a special telephone call in from Daniela Levine Cava she is a Miami-Dade County commissioner she is the commissioner who was featured in the Miami Herald for her efforts at reforming the way that our public campaign money is noted and spent in Miami-Dade County she did not draw a very large crowd of commissioners for that meeting, so we had to bring her onto the radio to explain directly to you, the listening audience, why it's so important that our politicians play fair. But this is the part of the show where I get a couple of minutes to speak directly to you, the listening audience, about issues of importance that affect all of us in Miami and sometimes beyond. And tonight I'd like to speak about the Panama Papers. Mossack Fonseca is a Panamanian law firm that was hacked, uh, leaking over 10 million documents, uh, ranging from condos on Brickle to Vladimir Putin to soccer star Lionel Messi, and uh, it's just being tallied right now. Uh, the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists pulled off this enormous coup, uh, which Edward Snowden called the largest find in the history of data journalism. And it's going to affect you if you live here in South Florida somehow because a lot of those people are bringing their money to Miami and to South Florida and buying up these high-rise condos that are sprouting magically from the sky with insanely large price tags. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago and, well, things haven't gotten better since then. <laughs> Even before this enormous data leak was known, it was widely supposed that Miami's condo market would be slowing because of external forces like the stronger U.S. dollar and a lot of speculative buyers who were hoping to sell before they ever had to close and want to get out of their 50% deposits or were hoping to you know, close and then sell to the next highest bidder. Well, I hate to say it, folks, but that next highest bidder probably worked with Mosek Fonseca and... There are going to be some problems for many of South Florida's developers because as long ago as two years ago, the city of Miami new construction condo market had an average price per square foot of $720. 
to give you an example, that means that a thousand square foot two bedroom apartment, which is about typical for the area, would cost seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Well, that's the average price, but the median income in South Florida is still right around $52,000 per family. So it means that these condos were never, ever affordable, even to the people that were in the top 10% of wage earners in Miami. Only the top 1% of wage earners could afford these spectacular palaces that are sprouting out of the sky as we speak and making land all over South Florida get cleared to put in the high-rise condos, as I've been watching from my Edgewater neighborhood for the last several years. So, if you're a renter, this might be a good time to be a renter, yet again, because we will be seeing some of the wealthy owners of these luxury condos basically subsidizing renters just so they can capture some rent from these high-rise condos. And it's going to affect everybody that wants to move into one of these condos, because at some point, people that are in a nice condo today are going to move up, and somebody else is going to take their place at a lower price. And we'll be right back with Locos Por Juana. This is the Only in Miami show. Show. And I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiami.co. iTunes, podcast, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. Check it out at onlyinmiami.co. And we're back with Locos Porwana. Guys, thank you so much for joining us in the Grant, studio thank tonight. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. We're really happy to be here, bro. Thank so, you so much. So, sound off. We got Dave. What's happening in Miami? Javier. Yes, yes, I'm here. And Itahui. Yes, I. Itahui por aquí. So, uh, where do I start? You guys have a new single out. Yeah, man, we got a new single talking about the cure. <laughs> the cure, so, something to to cure ourselves from all these crazy things that are happening around. So, this, <laughs> just in time, just, just in, in time, just in time, in a, a right in time. Well, this song talks about that, man. Just how you know to be clear as water, man. You know, if you clear, if you if you clear as water, you know, like the water. 
nothing of these things can happen to you. So it, this is just, you know, playing some good music for the soul and doing some good music for the people, you know, letting the people a good message, you know. That's well, strong, a strong we're, we're together, you know. Well, Miami's a very unique place, as anybody could attest. Yes. Um, what do you guys think of all this this condo madness going on? It's crazy. I mean, I, I did, at the beginning, like it was probably like two, three years ago, we were on the road, and we saw this news like Miami in twenty twenty six, something like that. I don't remember exactly the year what it says, but it was like a, an investment of almost two hundred billion dollars, like in, in condos, and we were like, where all this thing is coming from? Like where where all these people is coming from? Because Two hundred billion dollars. This is insanity. This yeah. is too much money. But you know, it, it, it's it's crazy how you know you know we were listening to you right now and and, and we were play, paying close attention and 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 then and knowing that you know, I mean, you cannot cover the sun with your hand, man. You know, the, the sun, <laughs> the sun, true. the sun is right there, man. It's gonna bright <laughs> and 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 it burns. You know, it burns. That's true. That's yeah. very true. What do you well, think, I mean, David? it's the it's good old gentrification, but it seems like Miami's a little quicker the whole way around. And even in where Itan and I live in our neighborhood, which is a little north of Wynwood, the Arts District, we're in Little Haiti yeah. <clears throat> already. I mean, you know, yeah, the, the winds are blowing for and sure. Thing, and then boom, yeah. there's the store with, you know, $1,000 stand-up mirrors and couches for 2500 and yeah it's crazy rooms like, for 5000 a month sure. and I mean, you know when i moved to little haiti it just wasn't that popular yeah little haiti right now is is, Way is back popular it's, it's popular and and is you know and they call it now upper is it west buena upper vista? east side upper, oh, buena vista buena vista buena, yeah buena vista it, but it's well, that know, neighborhood's that it, that's that neighborhood is beautiful name. that's yeah. a historic neighborhood and such yeah. a beautiful neighborhood mm -hmm. i we love to drive we live out there like i live i have well where i live is is by the railroads i sure. live like around there but i love that neighborhood you know it's so inspiring like i go walk the dog and it's just such a cool vibe and it would be really sad to see that you know leave one day because you know we started seeing a lot of buildings going around that and i think that sometimes i even hear it uh, i haven't been so into it but you know i think the whole neighborhood is is going through all these tribulations of of being scared that the whole neighborhood is going to disappear you know i worry about things happening like what's going on on south beach um i went there for dinner like last week uh, just to grab a quick bite at a Lebanese restaurant because apparently there's none of those downtown, but there's a lot on the beach. And, uh, you know, we, we got off of Fifth Street and you know, we turned left onto Washington. And as soon as I saw a parking spot, I'm like, let's take that. <laughs> and we start walking. And from like Fifth all the way up till Seventh, like uh, it, almost two entire city blocks, it's just empty, vacant. Wow. Maybe somebody has a big plan for it. But, I'm sure that's the you case. know, that's. That's how it goes. It's yeah. like all of a sudden, everything that was ever there is blown away, blown and away. there's no more sense of place. And somebody comes in with their idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and you know, it's it's just sometimes it's, it's you know, same thing what happened in San Francisco. You know, I heard these stories of of people that used to live there for twenty, twenty five years, and they used to just take a ride and go to the uh, the bridge, and they they cannot do that anymore. You know, because they don't live there no more. You know, they yeah. have to they have to figure it out another way to move in Oakland and, or going somewhere else because that's just not there anymore, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's crazy. It's really tough. So you guys are gonna be playing in town. 
Yes. Very soon. Tell yes, me man. We're gonna, we have this amazing party, man, that we're inviting everybody. Come by. It's Friday. Friday night to this start Friday. the weekend. This Friday. April this Friday 8th. night. Yeah. April 8th. This, April okay. 8th. Yeah. Good Come point, by. Javi. Yes. Because, you know, people might think it's next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's this Friday. So come by, we're going to start the, the, a nice weekend, you know, is, we call it La Fiesta Loca. I don't know if you ever went to one of them. Yeah. We used to do them at the stage, when the stage was, Oh yes. back in the days that, the stage is part of what we... That's <laughs> exactly like, what we're the, talking the, about. The yeah. stage, yeah, just, just exactly what we're talking about. The stage, uh, an amazing place that it was there, but it's not there because it, of the is whole... It, is it becoming a building now? I think it's just becoming a building, but... Nice parking lot, primetime parking lot. Yeah, great parking. Prime, yeah, prime I mean, it's parking, just been right? closed. I haven't heard anything going Everything on. Everything is about lately. parking lot, man. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. parking is just what it is. People go to a place just because of the parking, you know, <laughs> and it's tough. But, yes, it's a party that we're doing every month. We and call it La Fiesta Loca. Come so by. it's, it's going to be the first Friday of every month? Yes. Okay. We're going to throw the every first Friday of the month. And, and basically this party is a theme that we do in Latin America that we call it La Hora Loca which is an hour in the party, in whatever party. You could be a, a birthday party. It could be a, a wedding. It could be anything, any party that you could be. But this hour specifically, everybody dressed up with party favors, New Orleans, Mardi Gras team. And it's, it's basically to go crazy for that little hour, to do whatever you want to feel to do, like dance or, or make noises, whatever you want to do. So it's really cool. We're inviting everybody to come by. It's going to be an amazing place, Wynwood Yard. It's such an amazing, cool place. It's uh, 56 Northwest 29th Street, and I'm told it's the second Friday of each month. Second yeah. Friday second of each Friday. month. Okay, second Friday. Second Friday at the Wynwood Yard, 8 p.m. to 3 a.m., and it's 56 Northwest 29th Street. We're going to pause on that thought, but yes. tell our audience where they can find you guys online. Please come to locosporjuana.com and you can check us out too uh, on Facebook, Locos Por Juana Music, Instagram, Locos Por Juana, and then hashtag Locos Por Juana, Twitter, Locos Por Juana too. And, you know, just hashtag the Locos Por Juana, Google Locos Por Juana if you want to find out who we are and, 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 you know, you get a little bit info of the band. Alrighty. Guys, stick around. We're going to have some great music from you throughout the hour and a live performance later, That's right? That's right. That's right. And we'll be right back. This huh. is the Only in Miami show. Yo 
quieres que no sientes lo que tienes y el ritmo te cautivó. Show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiami.co, iTunes, podcast, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. Check it out at onlyinmiami.co. And we're back live with Pete Gonzalez from Represent.us. Pete, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Thank you for having me. So, Pete, what inspired you to become the Miami chapter leader for Represent.us? Well, there were three features of the organization that, that really uh, spoke to me. One is the cause. Um, and that's to fight corruption locally. Um, they're taking the approach of uh, taking it to the grassroots, uh, creating local chapters, because the most mobile governments are local governments, and trying to work our way up to the national level. Um, the other thing is it's fiercely nonpartisan. So it's it, they've uh, collaborated um, with progressive movements, with Tea Party movements, with all kinds of different political movements, um, and have had successes in other cities. Um, and the, the third thing is, um, you know, they have a lot of great, uh, resources. They, they're putting out a lot of good videos on YouTube and things like that. Um, so, you know, they, they had created a fake, uh, presidential candidate that was like a really? mockery. Yeah. His name was, uh, Honest Gill. Look it up. Um, it's pretty funny. Okay. Wait uh, a second. Wait a second. Honest Gill. Should I vote for this guy? Is he better than what, what uh, our other choices are? Talk well, to me here. He's basically a caricature, uh, what basically Donald Trump became, um, but not really. Uh, he, he's focusing more on bringing attention to how, so if politicians were basically to unabashedly say uh, where they get un, their con- campaign contributions from uh, and unabashedly solicit for it uh, in the public, th- that's what he's doing, basically. As president, I promise to make promises. Honest Gil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, really... so in other words, you've created the perfect political candidate already. Right. <laughs> so, um, geez, you know, fighting corruption and fraud in Miami sounds like you have nothing to do here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was another reason I got involved is because I know that's like a root cause issue here. Um, to our dysfunctional government. Mm. So uh, what have you guys been fighting for? Let's talk about that. Because I know that there's a big opportunity at the county level Mm -hmm. um, to try and get some accountability from all of our politicians, making them tell us, the people, when they're raising money for a political action committee or a PAC. Right. So on the broad level, Represent Us is trying to do three things. They're uh, trying to increased transparency by uh, having more stringent disclosure. Um, they are trying to reform campaign financing uh, to make it, you know, like a citizen-funded uh, system. And uh, the third thing is stopping legal bribery by reforming lobbying laws. Um, That's a great idea. Yeah. And so, so how do you bring that to the local level? What's, what are the 
the levers here? What are you going after? Um, so locally, uh, right now, uh, Daniela Levinkava uh, introduced a, an ordinance um, that would put more stringent rules on their disclosure. Um, and basically, this is not really doing anything but allowing us to see the information to know whose interests our politicians are representing. So it, in theory, it should be a no-brainer, but I was very disappointed when I showed up to speak in front of all the commissioners and basically Daniela and uh, Commissioner Suarez were the only ones uh, who showed up despite the fact that many of the other commissioners were the ones who called for the workshop. So that, that was uh, indicative, A, of the fact that this is not a partisan issue uh, because there were people from both sides who did not show up. Um, in our nonpartisan local government, which right. doesn't actually rec recognize partisan party anyway right. so so in other words there's bipartisan disdain for ethics reform in miami-dade county's right. commission right awesome who else showed up at this meeting because i heard that it was fairly well attended by the public not so well attended by commissioners right um so uh commissioner living cava in light of all the questions brought down a, a lawyer um by the name of mark heron who's an expert and explained what we have at the state level and how this would Basically, to, he was there to clarify all the questions they had asked. The only one there asking questions was Commissioner Suarez. Um, and uh, there were various members of the public speaking. There was a, a young lady from Miami-Dade, uh, Miami-Dade College. There was uh, um, Michael Kesty, a gentleman who was very involved in, uh, in taking down corrupt officials. Um, so, you know, there was a variety of people, representatives from Engage Miami, who I'm working with also. Um, so great little organization, local yeah, grassroots doing things. Absolutely. So do you think there's anybody in particular that's an enemy of this kind of grassroots political reform? I mean, I think there's definitely a prototype. I think that the, the people out there who uh, are kind of nervous about uh, if everything was exposed and, and how their behavior correlates to the money and where it's coming from, uh, as soon as we're able to see that, we would be more empowered and engaged to be able to use our vote, our suffrage, um, in a more productive way. So anybody that fears that. Well, I, clearly there's a few people that may fear that. Seems that way. Seems that way, huh? Yeah. Um, so how can I donate to Gil? <laughs> <laughs> He's taking donations from any and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's next? I mean, how does somebody get involved? If they live in Miami and they want to join represent.us. Right. So that, that ordinance is coming up for a vote April 19th. Ordinance? Yeah. The uh, transparency ordinance. Oh, I'm talking about with the group, though. If they just want to. Well, okay. I was going to share our, oh, I our, our uh, day of action. That's the immediate way that people can get involved. Gotcha. Um, on April 15th, we're having uh, what's something called Representation Day. Um, it's going to be at 4 p.m. in front of Government Center. You can find us on Facebook or Represent Miami um, and just follow us and, and join that event and you'll get all the updates and find out exactly what we're, we're trying to do there. Aha. Uh -huh. So it's hashtag Rep Day 16. Yes, sir. On April 15th. Right. And, and, the, and the best thing you could do is go to www.represent.us and there's a volunteer uh, web form and it gets redirected based on your geography. So even if you happen to be listening not in Miami, you can connect with the local chapter somewhere else um, by, by visiting the main page and, and they funnel it to chapter leaders. 
Okay. Well, you know, we're going to have to tweet that out to our whole audience and tell everybody out there on Twitter where they can find at represent.us. Awesome. Because that's, that's what it is on Twitter. And uh, in particular, where, where should people meet up on April 15th and what time? Uh, as of now, we're going to be going in front of a government center. Um, that The actual meetup point may change and turn into a, a march. We're thinking from Freedom Tower uh, to government center. Um, but if you join the event page, you'll, you'll stay up on the updates. Okay. So uh, go to their website for the updates, right? Go to the website. Because I want to tell everybody... Um, they got to get out there if they want to get involved on April 15th, which is a Friday. It's a Friday. It's also a day uh, associated symbolically with. With. Uh, uh, yeah, you're right. Paying tax. Day. tax it's it tax is. day. Right. So the, the whole the whole derivation of this was the whole idea of no taxation without representation. It's actually a national day of action. There's a bunch of other cities throughout the country who are going to be having a demonstration at the same time. Ours just happens to be centered around a specific legislation. Right, which is very, very fortunate, isn't it? Very ser serendipitous. <laughs> Maybe uh, more municipalities locally would like to do the same thing, where they, uh, you know, every April 15th, look to make their representative bodies, their commissions, their mayors, their councilmen, more representative of government. Yeah, absolutely. We even we even invite anybody who may not be able to make it to downtown that day. If you want to do a small demonstration in your area, we'll set you up with signage and stuff. Uh, you just reach out to us through the webpage, and um, and we'll get you set up. That's really cool. So so they really take care of a lot for you guys in the Miami chapter. It's just like you show up, you sign up, and then everything gets directed to you, Pete. Yes, sir. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Hopefully, we're gonna have our Wonderful caller who is working very, very hard at County Hall on reform. Calling in in just a minute here. Um, so for our listening audience out there, if you want to check it out and learn more, it's http slash slash represent.us. That's it. That is all you need, represent.us, and you can find out more representation representation day is april 15th and we just tweeted it out on all of our twitter accounts so you have no excuse if you're <laughs> listening to the show you have to come check it out pete stick around we've got a very special guest on the line daniela thank you so much for calling into the program tonight my pleasure great to be with you grant no, it is my pleasure to have you because I know that it is very, very difficult to fill a room up when you're around, and I've brought a lot of people here today just to hear you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Very kind. <laughs> so, uh, Daniela, tell our audience a little bit about what you're doing on the Miami-Dade County Commission to bring ethics reform to our local county government. Thank you very much for bringing up this topic, and indeed, this is of great urgency to me. I ran on a platform of good government, accountable government, and I've been looking for things that we could do that would be uh, not really that far a reach. And we came up with this issue about the um, fact that in Miami-Dade County, you could fundraise through a political committee and not have to disclose that you were associated with that committee or raising money to that committee. Uh, although at the state level, state candidates and state elected officials have to uh, disclose that. So it seems like a loophole. It seems like something 
simple and uh, not that burdensome on a candidate and something that would be very helpful to the public to know who is supporting these campaigns, not only through the official campaign account, but through political committees. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we don't know if it's going to be passed. Uh, we, my colleagues said they needed more information. They had a lot of questions. And we set up a workshop to go over all of that. Uh, not too many of them were able to attend, as you know. But I'm so hopeful that uh, April 19th, it will be passed. Okay. So Pete was telling us that we have to get out there on April 15th. So it's the 15th and the 19th, right? Well, let me see. What's the 15th? I don't think there's anything having to do with this. Okay. The 15th is the rally. The 19th is the day the legislation is going to be heard. All right, that's the first I've heard of a rally. Okay. <laughs> well, Represent Us has their National Representation Day, as Peter and I have been discussing here, uh, on April 15th of each year. And uh, you're going to have to just check it out online, I guess, at hashtag RepDay16. Uh, so, Daniela, please tell us a little bit about what is going on in your district and what you've been working on besides ethics reform, which is, of course, a countywide issue? Yeah, thanks. Um, I just came from the Homestead City Hall ribbon cutting. <laughs> so um, Homestead is the southern part of my district, and it's a great community. It's still got the farm area out to the west and some to the east, and it's got a very diverse population. It's got two national parks. Gate is the only county in the country that has two national parks. We have Everglades National Park and Biscayne uh, National Park, which is in the um, in the water and along the coast. So there's a lot of fun things happening in Homestead. So not only do we handle really tough issues, we also get to have some fun. Once in a while. <laughs> Once in a Once while. Once in a while. But we are certainly working on a number of key environmental issues and transportation issues as well. Um, of course, everybody's worried about the leaking canals, um, at the cooling canals at Turkey Point. Right, and, the FPL uh, problem. FPL that's obviously, you know, um, getting a lot of uh, flack for it. And we're going to push hard to make sure that we eliminate those leakages and protect our natural environment and our water supply. Well, tell our audience a little bit about the issues with the Pine Rocklands, because that's another topic that we've discussed a lot on the program. Uh, the Miami Pine yeah. Rocklands are out there by the, the Metro Zoo, but there's also a stand that's in your district, right, uh, in Cutler Bay? Well, yeah, my district goes from uh, Palmetto Bay, Cutler Bay, all the way down to Homestead, and also to the Falls, Redland, and some of Kendall. And in all of that, there are rock Pine Rocklands throughout. And some of them are protected already as part of the EEL program or the Environmentally Endangered Land Program of the county. The county has purchased some lands that are set aside for preservation purposes. And then there's this area that is near the zoo. And the federal government is still weighing in on uh, what is going to be required to protect the endangered species that are there. So it's really not determined yet what kind of development can take place there. Gotcha. Well, does it look like the federal government is going to make a countywide uh, Pine Rocklands plan? Like instead of I just saying just for yeah. one area or another? Not sure? 
I have not heard that, but I will say that um, I got some legislation passed that would require the county to be uh, more aggressive about reporting endangered species uh, notifications. Because one of the, the the issues that was raised in the around the zoo was that the seller didn't know supposedly that there was endangered species, but there had been some proceedings, and maybe the county really didn't publicize it. So to go back in time, I'm not 100% sure, but going forward, we wanted to be sure that everybody was fully notified whenever there was an issue of endangered species. So I'm really happy that the first report under that legislation is coming out and it's on the agenda for Tuesday's Board of County Commission meeting, and it, it references uh, the beetle and uh, one other, that the county has to be uh, more vigilant in, in reporting this information so the public can take action. That's really great news, actually, because you're right. It's tough to run around putting genies back in bottles when you're a legislator, but yeah, yeah. you can certainly erect safeguards that will come up in future projects. Yeah, I always like to figure out how a problem arose and then try to prevent it in the future. That's that's really, really good policy. Pete, you've been sitting here quietly this whole time. <laughs> Do you have any questions for Daniela? Uh, well, to go back to the transparency thing, I, I have one question. How should we as citizens, if our commissioners uh, fail to pass this piece of legislation, how, how, do you, how would you say we should interpret that? <laughs> well, there, there are a lot of reasons why people might not support it. Uh, and I'm not counting on them to vote against it. I'm counting on them to vote for it. So uh, a couple of them did vote no on first reading, which is a pretty good indication that they're not likely to vote for it. But the majority voted for it on first reading. And then it went to a committee, and there were four members, and they voted unanimously to support it. So I'm, I'm hopeful. It, it would, be help, would be helpful if people would call their county commissioners and say, we think this is important. Uh, we want you to pass it. That's that's actually a big deal that it passed on the first reading, too. I think people need to know <laughs> that this legislation isn't just something that is some sort of orphan. It actually passed with, what was the vote? Well, um, there. I don't know for sure. I know three definitely voted against it on first reading. I don't know if all 13 members were present, but... Um, Actually, the, the uh, results are on the agenda item, so I could look it up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then in committee, like I say, there were four members of the committee present, and it was passed unanimously. In the okay. So it's only unpopular when people discuss it, I guess. But when they vote on it, I mean, well, it, it seems no, like it's I, a little I'm more popular. I'm not counting on it. I think that, um, you know, letting it go through first reading means that people are giving it the benefit of the doubt. They could have uh, gotten to know more about it and not like it. So they, they do definitely need to hear from the public. Okay. Um, you know, we'll have to share a little bit more after the show on Twitter and on Facebook wh who exactly our audience should call. But I'm going to start tweeting about it right now. So everybody who's out there and wants to know, you can, of course, go to at Grant Stern or at Only in Miami Show or Daniela. What is your Twitter account? Because you're very active on there. Yeah, D.L. Cava. D.L.C.A.V.A. That's D.L.C.A.V.A. So you can follow up with Daniela online 
after the show if you want to ask her a question directly. I know she's on there frequently. And we will put together a nice list of everybody that should be called if you're interested in ethics reform in Miami-Dade County politics. We have a hashtag called Shine the Light. Shine the light. Okay. Yeah, we've been using that on our page as well, and we'll we'll definitely share um, you know that that call to action to to call out to county commissioners. Wonderful. Oh, Thank that's you awesome. So much. Well, it's been a pleasure having both of you guys on the program. Daniela, thank you so much for calling in tonight. Anytime. I appreciate it, Grant. And Pete, thank you so much for joining us in the studio. Thank, thank you. With Represent.us. And thank you, Commissioner Levine Cava, for everything that you do. Yeah, let me know about this um, uh, rally. I'm eager to hear. Will do, will do. <laughs> thank you. All righty. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And we'll be right back. This is the Only in Miami show. Show. And I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiami.co. iTunes, podcast, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. Check it out at onlyinmiami.co. 
And we're back with Locos Por Juana. Guys, thank you so much for sticking around for the rest oh, of the show. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, my brother. We're here. Yeah, Represent. man. So I've been looking forward to this part of the show because yeah. you guys promised me a live in-studio performance. Yeah. And uh, it's probably going to be the last one we have in this studio because I hear when we come back from a hiatus, we are going to be in, those in the, uh, the new studios nice. out by Blue Lagoon. So. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be seeing you there too soon. Oh, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah, man. But enjoy the rich, sweet analog of classic 1940s classic. radio Let's do in it. 2016. Yes. This is Locos Por Juana. I could just bring you guys to my living room all the time. That'd be cool. But you can that, you can that our rates is... are good. <laughs> <laughs> well, where can people download this wonderful, wonderful news? Yes, man. It, th let me tell you about this single. This is an amazing single that we recorded with Collie Butts, one of the right now one of the biggest reggae artists. It is a really conscious dude, man, and he's making amazing music out there too. So we connected, we did this track and and it's an amazing track, just you know, talking about good vibes, feeling the music, just connect to the music more, connect always to positive music and and, and you know, being music the most important thing that you have to do, you know, that you feel and and, and, and it's just an amazing vibe, you know. Yeah, well it, it music isn't just like X's and O's, it's not just uh plucking a, a string. It's it's something you feel. It's something you feel, yeah. If you don't feel it's it's tough, you know. 
Yeah, and uh, you guys brought a special guest. Yeah, man, we got El today. B. We got El B. El B is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, El B. Yes. Uh, Javier, g- give El B a minute here. Yeah, come in. El B. El B is, I think, is one of the. No, I don't think I. T- I, I would say he was the best rapper right now in Latin America. So, it's an amazing vibe to be. You know, all the time sharing the stage with him and and, and learning from him and all the all the music that he does and all the conscious music that he does because I mean LB is one of those characters one of that he was fighting uh, for freedom in Cuba being in Cuba you know in, in inside Cuba and all these lyrics you know everything that he used to talk and the lyrics is, is such an amazing you gotta like listen to his tracks and and, and so you know he's here he wanna we probably would do something real quick or something well, but he's amazing. Uh, uh, let, let's let him introduce himself. Yeah. He's going to speak Spanish because, you know. Well, go ahead. Tell, tell us where you're from, LB. Oh, um, my name is Bian, a.k.a. LB. I'm from Cuba, hip-hop artist, and now living in Miami. So uh, you put together the intro for Por Los Buenos Tiempos, uh, the single on here, right? For the good times. Yeah, for the good times. So uh, what's what's that about? Um, yo, for the good times is a song that challenges negative thinking, um, transforms pessimistic thoughts into positive vibration. The video produced by was produced by Beats in the Hood and Crazy Hood Production. Oh, very cool, man! Very cool. So, so you're gonna give us a live listen, or are we gonna listen to some recorded music? We got some recorded stuff, or yeah, yeah. Okay, there we're gonna is. yeah. Go ahead, cue it up in the booth. Let's let's take a listen to this. Una lágrima por la vida, otro amanecer, otro día respirando Para reunir fuerzas y a fuerza de amor seguir luchando Seguir buscando luz entre la oscuridad Cargando la cruz del tiempo y persiguiendo la felicidad Una por Lucila Galay, por Oscar Rodríguez Por tanto amor desde el cielo mis pasos siguen Los consejos y enseñanzas para educar a aquel chiquillo Que aprendió que ser hombre es más que huevos y calzoncillos Esa niñez de risa, escasez y regaños Amigos de maldades de antaño que no veo hace años Zapatos rotos, el sueño de ser artista Mis locos que me cuidan en Aldeco hay buena vista Por nuestra esquina chistes y esas experiencias Lindas como amor platónico de adolescencia Una lágrima no brota solo si el dolor desarma Es gota de mar en calma si una emoción desborda el alma Hoy mi pecho vibra de felicidad Mi mente está llena de recuerdos Hoy todo lo que siento quiero gritar Y que el viento se lleve los lamentos Hoy voy a arrancar todo el dolor del alma Y a pesar que la traición, soledad y sufrimiento Me robaron tantas lágrimas Ya voy a dejar correr una voluntad Una lágrima por esos días frente al espejo Jugando a ser en sí Lo que sentí cuando oí la recta final de Vicosí Febrero 27 frente a siete personas no más Y luego verme parado frente a cien mil en Bogotá Las madrugadas rimando que no alcanzaban Cuando nadie creía y reían cuando nadie estaba Las peñas los pista y la grabación Una lágrima por cada lágrima de quien lo sintió en su corazón por las batallas, Oh, welcome back This is the only in Miami show And we're back with Locos por Juana And we've got LB in the studio with us live LB, ¿por qué quiere Miami? Más de Cuba 
No, no, no quiero Miami más que Cuba. ¿No? No. No. no, no, no. Cuba es mi patria y siempre lo va a hacer hasta el día que me muera. Lo que pasa es que, que por, por las razones, por las razones por la música que yo hacía allá, mi música era censurada y, y tenía muchísimos problemas allá y, y no podía trabajar. Y yo tengo una familia, tengo un hijo, tengo una esposa y tengo sure. que cuidar de ellos. Ok. Well, Ita, maybe you can help me translate this. Yeah. Uh, I found out last week that I write – no, I, I didn't find this out. I write for a website called photographyisnotacrime.com very frequently. Yeah. And I found out last week – you have to translate this yeah. – that our website is banned in Cuba. Él tiene un website que se llama fotografia.com y él se acabó de dar cuenta que el website está banned, que lo tienen prohibido, censurado en Cuba. Is it because the pictures are from here, from Miami? Uh, it's, it's because our name, photographyisnotacrime.com.thinkaboutthat.thinkaboutthat.thinkaboutthat.thinkaboutthat.thinkaboutthat.thinkaboutthat.thinkaboutthat.thinkaboutthat.thinkaboutthat.thinkaboutth
haciendo música y no metido en lío. Ya tú sabes que el chamaco no se ahoga, porque la música y el amor esas son que mi somos droga. del Caribe, somos. Oh. Tú sabes que eso es verdad. Es verdad. Ah, que somos del Caribe, somos. Somos, somos. Y mira que eso es natural. Natural, ah, mi hermano. Y contra el tiempo yo voy. Y nadie me puede parar nadie. Que somos del Caribe Somos Es only in Miami now Now, 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 I love it, man, I love it Bravo Yeah That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So is, is LB going to be out there on Friday night? Yeah, LB's always with us, man. And we always with LB. He's an amazing brother, man. And we're so blessed. It's a blessing for us to 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 meet with him and, and be working, you know, with him. He's coming in the album. He's gonna, it's amazing because we got him in a track in the album. We also, we got one of the most amazing reggae bands, Midnight. So Midnight is in the track also with LB. And it's just Magic is 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 putting San Croix and Cuba together in Miami together. It's like a whole in Colombia. In Colombia, in Colombia. Yeah, of course, of course. Of course. Of so course. so it's it's a it's a bless, you know. It's a blessing all the so, time. So uh, LB, tell our audience where can they find you on social media? Oh, you can follow me in the social media in LB Los Aldeanos, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. E L B A L D E A N O S. L B Aldeanos. L B Los Aldeanos. Los Aldeanos. Okay. And, of course, Locos, you guys are going to be playing this Friday. Yeah, please. We're inviting everybody to come by, hear some music, enjoy the vibes, enjoy La Fiesta Loca, April 8th, Friday. It's gonna, we're going to be starting early. So I think at 8 p.m. 8 p.m., right? 8 p.m., you know, everybody. Yard. Winwood Yard. Get some food, get some amazing uh, drinks. So we're going to have gonna also. The, it's also going to be the start of the new moon. So yeah. Fiesta Loca is going to be a little más loca. Más loca. Yeah. Extra loca. Extra loca. Super loca. Super loca. It's uh, 56 Northwest 29th Street, uh, right next to the O Cinema. Yeah. Um, yep. Not uh, Right in the heart of Wynwood and Midtown, kind of right in the middle. Mm -hmm. And uh, where can our audience find your guys' website? Yeah, you just go Google, man. Google is the best place to be. Go check it out. Google LB or Los Aldeanos, Google Locos por Juana, and you can check our info where you can download our music and and check our videos too and YouTube, Bebo. So, you know, great music coming along. Well, you could, you heard it all here first. Yes. And uh, I can't wait to listen to the podcast. Guys, it's been a pleasure having all of you in the studio. I really appreciate it. I'd like, thank, thank, thank uh, you, I'd like to thank... Thank you, I'd like to thank Pete from Represent.us and Daniela Levine-Cava for coming on the program tonight. And we'll be back next Monday night. This is the Only in Miami show. Locos. Dame una noche, Yo sé que te han dicho que me porto mal.